When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Sounds really <laughs> sincere, former cowboy Chris Canty. <laughs> this is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. All right, guys, so we were thinking back to before the NFL season started. As we head into the final week of the NFL season, we think back to all of the storylines that occurred all throughout the offseason leading up to this season and all the different things that we were talking about getting ready for the 2023-2024 NFL season, which ends on Sunday in terms of the regular season. So what we figured we would do is a little round of from then to now, revisiting the biggest stories from the preseason and how they played out in the regular season. Let's start with the aforementioned Dallas Cowboys. Remember, Dak Prescott said he's going to limit his turnovers. He won't have double-digit turnovers this year in terms of the interceptions. And we all kind of laughed at him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to back it up, guys. He did his job. Dak Prescott, or as some may say. Dak Prescott. 32 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Assuming he does not throw two interceptions on Sunday. I was going to say, watch him throw two picks on Sunday. They shouldn't even throw the ball. They should just run the ball every time. They should go Belichick against the the Bills Monday Night Football. This is a storyline that he called this shot, and he's going to be right. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, he was coming into this season off a stretch of games where he had, what, 35 turnovers in 31 games? So for him to cut down on the turnovers, I I think that was necessary, especially considering that their defense – from a takeaway standpoint, didn't have the same productivity as they have in the past two seasons. So I think it was absolutely critical that Dak cut down on the turnovers. And as a result, he has his team in Week 18 poised to win the NFC East. Absolutely. He did what he said he did. He backed it up. And not only props to Dak Prescott for being able to do that as the music comes in. How nice was that? But I also think Mike McCarthy, those two have that synergy. He knows how to utilize Dak. They've been working well together. I really hope that what we said doesn't happen. I hope that he doesn't throw two picks this weekend and then all of a sudden he has those double-digit turnover numbers for the season. And I also hope it persists in the playoffs because that's something that we talked about too. You know, unfortunate turnovers in the postseason. So if he can limit that, absolutely, he lived up to his end of the bargain. You know, another preseason storyline that feels so, like we feel so far removed from right now. Last year was Brock Purdy's rookie season. Last year, the San Francisco 49ers make it to the NFC Championship game. Brock Purdy gets hurt. Eagles go to the Super Bowl, obviously. We don't know what happens if Purdy stays healthy. We know they would have had a better chance of winning than, obviously, if he doesn't stay healthy. He's hurt all offseason. We have no idea if he's going to be the starter to, to begin this season. They have Trey Lance at the time. They bring in Sam Darnold. They ultimately trade Trey Lance to the Cowboys, and we're saying, okay, well, let's see what Purdy could do. Well, 16 regular season games later, 31 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, MVP candidate all year long, not going to win it, obviously, Lamar Jackson is, and the number one seed in the NFC, Brock Purdy seemingly, guys, has answered all of those questions we had about him before the season about whether or not 
he's legit as a starting quarterback in this league. No, he's the ultimate point guard for Kyle Shanahan's offense, right? The guy is productive. He makes smart decisions with the ball, and he gets it to the playmakers in positions where they can do their spe- do their thing and be special. So I think Brock Purdy has shown a poise beyond his years, and that allows the 49ers to contend at a championship level. They got the number one seed. They got the second-best record in all of football all the while while their quarterback is tops in QBR, second in passing yards, and second in passing touchdowns. Pretty good sophomore campaign by Brock Purdy. Yeah, absolutely. And I understand why we had that thought process heading into the season because it was a small sample size. There had been the carousel at the quarterback position in San Francisco. Jimmy G, Trey Lance, is Brock Purdy actually going to be legit? But now we're looking back on it saying, why did we question this guy? He's been phenomenal this season. Well, he was coming off of a UCL surgery too. So let's not forget that. Like, So that that was a part of the math. Like, We didn't know what version of Brock we were going to see. And remember, they signed Sam Donald days into free agency. So we thought this could be a situation where they had to ease Brock in. Not so fast. Like, this guy has been there day one, and he's played out of his mind for the entirety of the year. Are you guys ready to say he can have better seasons than he had this year? Or do we think we've seen his best season already? There's so much more runway with his career. I I can't say that his second year is going to be his best year. What I will say is it might be his best season with this 49ers team as constituted because remember Trent Williams is in mid-30s George Killer is on the other side of 30 Debo Samuel you know he, what he's had one healthy season in the last four years I mean these guys are getting a little bit older Brandon IU contract year like just keeping you know this cast of character to, to cast the characters together is going to be tough for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan so I'm not going to say this is Brock Purdy's best season of his career but I will say it might be the best season he's able to put together with this team around him. All right, from then until now, revisiting some of the preseason storylines as we head into week 18, the Russell Wilson-Sean Payton relationship. <laughs> well, yeah, see, what had happened was, um, yeah, I thought it was going to be good. Um, am I wrong or am I wrong now, guys? Like, they were successful-ish together. Russell Wilson wasn't bad this year at all. He wasn't as great as maybe they wanted him to be. He is benched for the last couple of games of the season for financial reasons. He w- if he didn't have contract guarantees two years from now, he wouldn't be benched right now. How do we assess this now? I don't think Russell Wilson has been good this year. Like, I get it, 26 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. I get the numbers, but he's also 21st in QBR. Like, it's, it's, it's not great. It hasn't been great. So, I mean, Sean Payton has done a good job of being able to manage Russ and, and, and take advantage of the things that he can do. But I, I think there is a ceiling on Sean Payton's offense with Russell Wilson's skill set and his play style, and that's why the two are parting companies. So I, I, I don't look at this situation as a surprise because I was skeptical about the clash of styles and personalities coming into it. Sean despises the celebrity quarterback. He's a Bill Parcells disciple. Is there a quarterback that's more of a celebrity than Russell Wilson in the NFL? I'll wait. Uh, And so I think that part, and then, of course, Sean wanting his quarterback to play within the structure of the offense, Russell Wilson always being the master of second reaction plays and outside of the structure of the offense. I just didn't think that it was going to work because of the two contrasting styles, and this season has only served to prove me right. This one feels like a yes and a no to me. Because I thought from the outset that Russ wasn't going to be Sean Payton's guy moving forward. And even though it was better than expected, 
that proved to be right. But the thing that surprised me was that Russell Wilson was able to rein in so much of what we saw be problematic last season. We we didn't get the let's ride. We saw less of Russell Wilson, the brand, and more of Russell Wilson buying in to what Sean Payton was telling him to do, which I didn't know if he was capable of based on everything that had happened the previous season in Denver. So one of the biggest preseason storylines, offseason storylines, that has kind of fallen by the wayside because it's so obvious now that has to be revisited. Lamar Jackson's contract. The amount of teams that came out there and leaked to reporters, nah, we're good. We're good. Like we don't why why would we want him? <sighs> Unreal. Two time MVP, potentially going to a Super Bowl here, number one seed in the AFC, can do everything, is improved as a passer big time. There was a viral clip clip going around yesterday of him dropping back, looking like he was a lefty and throwing righty, obviously. Like he just does things Mahomes style that other people don't do. He should be the captain of the tier two quarterback list. Mahomes is on a tier by himself. When we start tier two, we start with Lamar. You could say other guys are better, but he should start the conversation. And the amount of teams that were excited to tell great NFL reporters, nah, we're good, is unbelievable looking back on it. And CeCe, your former team in the Ravens may have ultimately matched any contract, and that may have been why that teams backed off. But that's not what the teams leaked. They didn't come out there to Schefter and other reporters and say, we'd love to have him, but we know the Ravens are going to match anything. That's not what happened. No, but I think a lot of that had to do with the NFL owners, you know, picking the guaranteed contract hill to die on and saying that we're not going to let Lamar or any other quarterback come close to what Deshaun Watson got with the Cleveland Browns. But I don't want to get too too far into the weeds with that one. I don't want to make the conversation convoluted. You said something about Lamar that made me raise an eyebrow saying that he should start the tier two quarterbacks. I, I will say this. If he wins a second MVP, then he absolutely needs to be in the class with Pat Mahomes. Now, everybody will acknowledge that Mahomes is the best football player on the planet, but Lamar Jackson ain't far behind. And that's why I think those two would be separate and apart from everybody else in the National Football League, especially if Lamar is able to take the Ravens on a deep playoff run. They ain't got to win a Super Bowl, but if they get to the conference championship game or better, then all of a sudden I'm willing to include Lamar Jackson in that class of quarterbacks with Pat Mahomes. And it's probably just those two guys relative to every other quarterback in the league. Yeah, we should be talking about Lamar and Harbaugh the way we talk about Mahomes and Reed. I know they haven't gotten the hardware yet like those two have, but with yep. with those two, with that head coach quarterback duo, why do you not automatically assume that they're Super Bowl contenders or they're a team that's going to be there every single year the way that we give Mahomes and Andy Reed the benefit of the doubt? Again, I know they've been there, done that. They have a different level of credibility, that's but I'm uh, right, but I'm saying that moving forward, we should put them in that same conversation. See, here's the problem for the Lamar Mahomes conversation. We have been searching for the next version of Brady Manning since Brady Manning. And ultimately, Brady separated himself in a massive way. But Brady Manning became Brady Manning because they played each other all the time in the postseason and in the regular season. Do we have a memorable Lamar Mahomes game? That's what I think we're missing. We have memorable Mahomes Burrow games. We have memorable Mahomes uh, Josh Allen games. We obviously have a memorable Mahomes Jalen Hurts game. We need a Mahomes-Lamar memorable playoff game to kind of start that conversation. That's not Lamar's fault, obviously, but I can't put anybody on the same level as Mahomes or anybody in the same conversation, but I think that's where we kind of need to go. We need to see those two in a playoff game, in a big spot, where we then can start to recreate the Brady-Manning. 
Because that may be the most logical version of it. Because CC has pointed out, hey, don't forget Joe Burrow gets hurt all the time. Josh Allen turns the ball over all the time. That maybe the best case scenario for the league is these two guys, Mahomes and Lamar, in that Brady-Manning part two, which we're a long ways away from that. But we need a postseason matchup between the two. I think that's yeah. what we're missing. No, I, I would agree with that. I would just say this. I mean, Pat Mahomes has a winning percentage of 768 since 2018. Lamar Jackson is 753. <laughs> like that's, That is insane to me. Like 768 winning percentage since 2018 for Pat Mahomes, 753 wow. for Lamar Jackson. The guy wins 75% of his starts. So should Lamar Jackson be the passenger of Tier 1? Or the leader or the driver of tier two. How do we look no, at he this needs right to now? Be included, he needs to be included in their class with Pat Mahomes. Yeah, and I put I still would yeah. put him below. You would put him where, Smalls? Um I want to put him right there, but I also want to see what happens in the playoffs. 888 say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Dr. Pepper call online. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. Has Lamar now put himself with Mahomes, that tier one? Or is he leading the way with Tier 2? We can open up to your phone calls. Dr. Pepper, call in line on that at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your telephone number to join the show. Plus, coming up, which teams can't afford to win in Week 18? We'll get to that next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. The first person that I want to hang out with at ESPN always is Elle Duncan. I think Elle Duncan is the coolest girl on the face of the earth. She is so fun. She's awesome. Number two on my list is Shannon Sharp. I want to drink cognac with him and sit by the fire. I know I'm going to leave there with some unbelievable stories. And number three on the list, I like a level of unpredictability. Mm. I want to go out with somebody and not know where the night is going to take Uh us. And to me, that person is Pat McAfee. Our ESPN rank, ESPN the rank, ESPN hang, however you want to look at it, blew up a little bit yesterday. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. Help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. We picked three people that we'd love to hang out with that we've never really hung out with before. Uh, in some cases, some cases that we have past experience in hanging out with, like, <laughs> like CC with uh, Marcus Spears specifically. Um, the, the Smalls, you just heard, I picked um, Tony Kornheiser, Richard Jefferson, 
And who was my third? Oh, Randy Moss. Randy Moss. But I wanted L. Duncan number one overall. But Randy Moss should be disqualified, even though he'd be an amazing hang. We know you picked him because you want to talk about the Patriots, which we said was strictly off limits. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to do like Uber Patriot or Uber NBA insiders like Wendy, Bontemps, McMahon, Woj, etc. Um, and CC went with guys that he has hung out with before, right? In Spears, Harry Douglas, and Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. Yes. That's a yeah. great list. Yeah. So a lot of people started uh, tweeting back at this in terms of their um, their list at Unsports ESPN. Dr. Pepper Inbox there. You can uh, tweet about it as well, including I saw some um, for Fluno, um, as a matter of fact. Fluno got some votes. Yeah, Florida nice. Nuno. The Florida version of Nuno a lot of people think is fun. Um, so, yes, we saw some with Fluno in the mix. Any that you uh, retroactively, Smalls, look back upon and said, oh, I wish I would have p- picked that person? Mm, I really love my list. Um, if you think you know a cooler girl than L. Duncan, no, you don't. Again, Shannon Sharp, he even quote tweeted my tweet that I put out last night. He said he loves the list. He loves the crew I assembled. And um, what are we going to do with Pat McAfee? Anything. I, we could be doing ayahuasca with Aaron Rodgers. We could be oh, fishing wow. with Nick Saban. We just don't know where the night is going to take us, guys. Unpredictability. So I love my list, but I will say Dan Orlovsky responded this was interesting. to my tweet. And he said number four and then left it blank, wanting me to put his name number four. And I actually think Dan Arlovsky would be a great hang. Well, too. it's interesting. So we do have number four. We do have four seats in our studio. Mm-hmm. So if he'd like number four, how about sitting in and being a fourth seat in the studio for a segment before we grant you number four? He could come in and make his case. Yeah. Yeah. Right? CC, I mean, we have a fourth seat. He can sit in it as a guest and make his case for number four. Yeah, as long as he promises not to make any ridiculous food takes or try to sniff anybody's <laughs> shoes. Not opposed to it. Yeah, that's the one thing about about a hang is you kind of want to be on the same vibe. You you can have different energy levels and it can make for a fun and weird night. But if we're going out to dinner and we can't settle on a place, that's going to that's going to be difficult. And Dan's food preferences are basically the opposite of everyone else in America. I feel like I probably would agree with some of his weird food takes. I have I have weird food takes also on that. So I think that that's probably. Something. Yeah, but nobody likes a sniffer. So let's keep it. <laughs> Okay, well, on that note, um, we asked the question, which team can't afford a win in Week 18, right? Not which team can't afford to lose. Which team hurts themselves the most by winning in Week 18? Where are you going on that, CeCe? Oh, you know I'm going with the Giants. Please, dear God in heaven, if you love me, if you love all of the Giants fans, (laughs) don't allow them to win on Sunday. Listen, Tyrod Taylor and Saquon Barkley got the memo at the end of the game against the Rams. We don't need to win. Let it be competitive. That's fine. Just don't win because we don't need to fall any further back than the fifth pick. Now, I got this note from Nuno. He just emailed me during the break. The highest the Giants can move in the draft order is four. And that's based on some of the strength of schedule tiebreakers. So that means that even if the Commanders and the Patriots win games, they would still be in front of my Giants. The only team that could slide behind the Giants would be the Cardinals. And so that 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 is maddening to hear something like that, especially when we see a big three when it comes to this year's crop of quarterbacks coming out in the draft. Like, I wanted my team to be able, be in position to look at one of those quarterbacks. Even Joe Shane, the general manager, said they're doing due diligence on the quarterbacks. He's been on the world tour at all of these college football matchups. I, I just, I really want my Giants to be able to get a quarterback, and I don't want them to have to exhaust future draft capital in order to have to move up to do so. 
That's a really good one. And I'm going to pick our other teammates team in the New England Patriots. Evan, I know you don't want it to be the end of the road with Bill Belichick, but it seems like that's a foregone conclusion that they're going to be starting a new regime. And they obviously need a new quarterback. Why would you want to win a game and put yourself in a position where you might be further away from selecting that guy? I know it's a deep crop of quarterbacks in this class, or so we think, but how many of those guys actually end up working out? Right now, the Patriots sit at three, I believe, in the draft order. I would just want to put myself in the best possible position to get the quarterback that I think is going to be transformational for our team and be the guy that our new head coach can work with. So if I'm the New England Patriots, I don't want to win this game at any cost. Well, the reason you want to win is because you have a winning streak against the Jets. You want to win Belichick's last game of his oh potentially potential. No, that's, that's why pay- you want to yeah, win. That's well, you're asking me. That's why you that's, want right. to win. That's, that's that's right. That's what I have no interest in losing this weekend. I want them to win. I don't think the the Giants are the answer, and I don't think the Patriots are the answer. It was the answer. The answer would be the team that benched their starting quarterback last week, and he still started. Let me say that again. The answer would be the team that benched their starting quarterback, and he still started. The Washington Commanders benched Sam Howell, and because Jacoby Brissett unfortunately got hurt, he still had to start. As he got benched, you cannot beat the Cowboys. I understand the spoiler aspect of it. You got to stay in that number two pick. You have to have your choice of quarterback after Caleb Williams. You have to give that new coach, whomever that may be, once Ron Rivera is no longer the head coach there, that option of coming in there, and it's not going to be Caleb Williams, but whether that guy wants it to be Drake May, Jaden Daniels, or Michael Penix Jr. potentially, or maybe they want to trade down and get Marvin Harrison Jr., whatever it may be. That has to be number two that has to attract a coach there and help your cause. Absolutely, the Washington Commanders cannot afford to win this weekend. They're above all for me. Yeah, but you, but you know they're going to look at this game as the Super Bowl because if they can somehow, some way, keep the Cowboys from winning the division. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're going to go all in for that, especially knowing that this is Ron Rivera's last game as the head coach of the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, they're going to go all out. They're going to pull out all the stops to try to win this football game. I, I, this is going to be closely contested, as it was last year, and the Cowboys better know what they're walking into against Washington this weekend. 8 at 8 say ESPN, which is your team out there that you would say, you know what, they cannot win this weekend. Boy, do they hurt themselves by winning this weekend. We'll get your phone calls in on the Dr. Pepper call online. Plus, our buddy Dan Graziano will join us talking NFL next. It's on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. We have a Christmas theme unintentionally today on the TV side. <laughs> Dan Graziano and I are both wearing green smalls and Canty are both wearing red. I don't, I don't know, know how that happened. We also have a little bit of a debate that you need to weigh in on, Dan. ESPN yeah. NFL reporter, of course. Um, so Smalls loves something. CeCe doesn't like it at all. And I am uh, neutral on this, but I believe you are an expert in spin oh. class. Oh, well, no, I'm a Peloton guy. Yeah, but I, I didn't oh. do, like, to go to the gym and do a spin class. But I'm I, saying I the, really the, the, the bike. You, but yes, yes, you, yes. You love it. I used to be a runner, but as I was just saying, my left knee retired uh, sometime in my 40s. <laughs> and uh, so the bike has been a really good... Uh, a helper for sure. So you yeah. both are in on it, Cece. Would you Big like time. to give your stance on the uh, bike, on the stationary no, bike aspect of things? So let's make one thing clear: Ev. Yeah. the Peloton is not the same thing as a spin class. No. Okay, right. like, no, I, like it's it, not. Is, it is not the same thing. The two things are not created equal. Okay. So when you go to a spin class, there's all kinds of peer pressure that's yes. around you. Like when yes. you're on the Peloton, it's not like other people can see you. Correct. But when you're doing a spin class and the instructor tells you to turn up the resistance, <laughs> you kind of have no choice but yes. to. Do the, to, to do that. And so my pace. experience going to a spin cast, and this is way back in the day, was just that this will be the first and last time that I ever do it because 10 minutes in, I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. That's how intense it was, and I vowed to never, ever again do it. Right. Just like I vowed never, ever again to run without somebody paying me to do so. Right. <laughs> I should point out, the man who just said he thought he was one and done at the spin class is someone that played 11 years in the NFL and won a Super Bowl, but right? Yes. It's entirely different. It's a different kind of pressure. I mean, the man was, was highly skilled at, at, at a thing that, you know, very few people in the world are at his level. So I'm sure it was a lot different in terms of, you know, going to a spin class and looking around. Like, when you go to a spin class, you feel like everyone else in the room, this is their 500th spin class. Totally. And it's your first. And, and they love like, to well, tell you about yeah, it, too. Like, I, don't, I don't belong here. So I'm, I'm with Canty on this. Yeah. I, I'm, I, the Peloton's good for me because it's just me. Versus me, and I can, if I want to make <laughs> I it harder, lose that I can do that. If I want to make it easier, I can do that, and I can have whatever whatever workout I want, and nobody's watching. Yeah, I'm in on that part of it. Totally agree with you on that. I don't like running at a gym. I run at home by myself on the treadmill, etc. All right, mm-hmm. um, what teams are running away from coaches coming up on oh, Sunday? Speaking of running, oh, but good I'm transition. Wow. Yeah. Well, all right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so there's three openings already, right? With the Chargers and the Raiders and the Panthers. We know those. Uh, I think there's a pretty widespread expectation that there'll be one in Washington. I, I think that's kind of been out there for a while. And, and I don't think anybody's going to be surprised if that happens. Uh, New England, I think we've talked about ad nauseum. I still think there's a change there, but we've been over and over all the different aspects of that and what goes into it and the possibility that because of the situation and what it is and who he is, that, that, that things get weird and maybe he does come back. Um, and then there's Chicago, which a month ago everybody would have thought was a done deal, but they're playing so well. I think there's a sense that maybe you know, watching a team play to try and save its coach's job, maybe that should, you know, go a long way in terms of the people making the decision. So I don't know what's going to happen in Chicago, but at this point, 
I don't think it would be a massive surprise if Eberflus were back next year. So then you get to the NFC South. Who doesn't win that division, right? Is, does Atlanta look terrible and lose on Sunday, and does that push Arthur Blank to make a decision on Arthur Smith? Uh, does the same thing happen with the Saints, and does that push ownership there to make a decision on Dennis Allen? Those are the spots we're watching. I don't think – I mean, I guess it's possible if the Buccaneers were to lose and miss the playoffs that we could look at Todd Bowles, but I don't get the sense that that's likely – uh, and I think that's about what I've got for you. I, I think anything else would qualify as a surprise. Yeah, and I, that's where I wanted to go, Dan, because aside from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is there any team that is firmly entrenched in the playoff picture going into Week 18 that could potentially make a move and fire in their head coach after the season is over, even if that means it's after the wild card round in the playoffs? Yeah, I think that, so, right. So, like, if... If you have a sub-500 NFC South champion that gets waxed in the first round of the playoffs, you know, especially if that's the same team two years in a row, um, possibly, sure. Um, A lot of people outside of their building are kind of paying attention to Dallas on that one, right? Like if they were to, to look bad and lose first round. I just want to stress that I have not heard that I have not heard any dissatisfaction about Mike McCarthy from inside the Cowboys building. Do things happen that change owners' minds on a whim? Yes. Uh, has this Jerry Jones been the kind of owner about whom that has been the case? Not lately. Not 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 in the past decade. So um, I I think he's probably fine. Even though I do think you do start to hear a lot of outside speculation about what would happen if the Cowboys didn't make a run. Dan, I want to go back to Chicago. We Mm -hmm. talked about the head coaching position. What about the quarterback? Things have certainly turned around. The defense contributed to it a lot. But Justin Fields has shown improvements. Where do you think he plays next season? So if you had the number one pick in a head coach draft and could pick any head coach prospect you wanted uh, versus keep the guy you have, it would be a different equation, right? Like That's the situation at quarterback. You have Justin Fields, a player that going into his fourth year, I think it's fair to say, we're still not 100% sure about. Is he the franchise guy long-term? He sure looks like it over the past few weeks, and he's playing great and good for him. But if you have the opportunity as the Bears to reset the contract situation financially and to take a player, again, if your evaluation of Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever is, this is a transformational franchise quarterback prospect who's going to cost us less over the next three, four, five years than the guy we already have who we're actually not that sure about yet, then I think the move is to move on from Fields and make that pick. I understand it's controversial. I understand that there are plenty of people who feel strongly the other way, and I respect that. Looking at it objectively, factoring in the financials, factoring what we do and don't know about Justin Fields as a, as a long-term prospect at this time, and what we, you know, what we think we believe about, say, Caleb Williams, um, I would not be surprised to see the Bears uh, move on. And with Justin Fields, other than Atlanta, is there any other location that you'd be looking at for his future well, destination? Sure. I mean, everybody's looking like like there's no I mean, quarterback is, is definitely Atlanta is the one that people keep bringing up. But, you know, you know, I mean, could New Orleans look at it? They're, they're 30 million on the hook for Derek Carr next year. So that's tricky. I doubt he'd be. You know, Sean Payton's guy in Denver, would he would he fit in Vegas? I don't know who's coaching Vegas, right? Like, like, so I, I think that landscape is pretty wide open. Um, you look at anybody that's going to be Washington's going to need a quarterback. You know, they're going to have a pretty high pick at this point. So maybe they draft one. But, you know, if they if they were to win this weekend and tumble down to like the four five six range, maybe that changes the calculus there. So, yeah, I think it's it's a 
it's it's early to speculate on possible fields destinations if the Bears decide to move on, which again they might decide not to. We are on Sportsman Like here on ESPN Radio, ESPN Two, presented by Progressive Insurance. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us. Finish this sentence: If the Buffalo Bills don't make the playoffs, mm-hmm. that's for you to finish. Not <laughs> oh, for that's it. You've that's got it. you've gone yeah. as far as you're going. I'm going as far as I'm going. Yeah. If the Buffalo Bills don't make the playoffs, I think they're the they're the league's most disappointing team this year. I, I they, they were supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, and, and it didn't turn out to be that way. So if they don't make it. Like we talked about coaching situations, I think a month ago somebody would have, people would have told you like, oh, watch out for that situation. I, I think the way they've played lately, uh, and the way ownership feels about Sean McDermott, I think he's fine. But could there be other changes? We already know they're going to be looking for an offensive coordinator. You know, could Stephon Diggs want out? Could can they pull that off with his contract? Um, so I, I think if the Buffalo Bills don't make the playoffs, there are probably some fairly significant changes there. I don't think that extends to the head coach's office, but. Um, it would be an off-season of sort of rethinking the direction in, in some key ways. Dan, the speculation around Jim Harbaugh returning to the NFL mm-hmm. has only got ramped up since his win in the college football playoff semifinals. And, and I'm curious to know what current team that has a vacancy or that's expected to have a vacancy after this weekend would be the front runner in terms of being able to land Jim Harbaugh should he decide to leave Michigan. The conversations I've had this week with people who pay attention to these things um, – uh, lean toward the Chargers. Uh, I, he has connections with the Raiders, uh, and they tried to hire him a few years back. Uh, so I think that would be those would be conversations that would take place. Uh, those are the two teams I would watch out for. Chargers might be more appealing to him because they have a quarterback in place, whereas in Vegas you have to figure that situation out. Uh, so I'm watching the Chargers and the Raiders most closely, and at this point, leaning toward the Chargers. We know that getting a head coaching job in the NFL is very rare, that it's a coveted position. Obviously, there's only 32 of these things. But with that being said, how coveted is the Carolina Panthers head coaching job with everything that's going on with David Tepper and the you state of the a, team? You lose a few, you get a drink thrown on you. That, that's, not, that's not what you want. Uh, look, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a difficult situation because you do, I mean, the guy's gone through how many coaches, right, since he's been there? Six, right? And I feel like he just bought the team. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, that's that's tricky. Um, I, I know I've said this a lot, and maybe I'm repeating it on your show, but a long time ago when I started covering football, Mike Shanahan told me that when, when I'm considering a head coach job, the two, thing, two questions I ask are, who's the owner and who's the quarterback? Mm. And the quarterback in Carolina, you know. I mean, it's going to be Bryce Young. So, A, how do you feel about him? And I think different coaches would probably give you different answers, right, on how they feel about Bryce Young and his long-term prospects as a franchise quarterback. Uh, but owner-wise... Yeah, that's 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 a little dicey because you know this is somebody who doesn't have patience. That if you lose a few, you're going to be in the crosshairs. Um, he, got, he hired a guy last year that lasted 11 games, so that, that, that I think it's going to be one that gives people pause. Now, the one thing is, it, it'll pay. Mm-hmm. Like, like he, yeah. he won't be shy about paying you. He can afford to. Uh, and if you believe Bryce Young has something, and you believe you can put an infrastructure around him that that can win quickly. Uh, then you can, I'm certain, sell yourself on that. But if you're someone who has other options, other teams interested in you, I do think it might be tricky to to sell for Carolina to sell itself as as the top choice. Dan, it's interesting. Based on the Mike Shanahan model of who's the owner, who's the quarterback, I look at Buffalo and Philadelphia and wonder if they don't get to where they need to get to this year. Philadelphia. Hold on. Here's what I'm saying. It was in the Super Bowl. I get it. 11 months think ago. Think about who you could attract. <laughs> think about who you could attract Based on if other great coaches look at it that way, mm-hmm. who's the owner, who's the quarterback? Sure. 
just saying, you could probably attract better than you have. That's all I'm saying. He was in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like Doug, the Doug last, Peterson the won a Super Bowl. Recent <laughs> Super Bowl. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl for them. Understood. But he can get fired the next year. If Belichick's a free agent, you wouldn't rather have Belichick in Philly? You don't think he would take that job? Belichick is going to be 72 and has had three losing seasons in his last four. Is, he, win- is he a clean prospect as a head coach candidate right now? For that is team? He, is he the, yes. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. That's my opinion. We're both wearing uh, green. So you know I'm they'd the keep Eagles Matt thing. Patricia if that happened. At least that <laughs> that's would be, yeah. exactly. Wow. Or, or maybe he's what? there. Maybe he's there scouting not, for him already. That's not controversial. The Angraziano, <laughs> ESPN NFL reporter. Thank you as always. Coming up, Pat Costello with I'm over it. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Pat Costello is our producer. Every single day at this time, he provides us things that he is over in sports, in life, in entertainment. For Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, and I, Evan Cohen. Pat, what do you have for us today? Still available for a sponsorship? Just let me know. <laughs> well, if you continue to rip businesses, nobody's going to no, want to no, sponsor no. you. No, I would never rip a business. Speaking of which, can we stop with paper receipts at this point? <laughs> can, can we send an email or a text or something? Do we need the paper receipts still? It feels so antiquated, and 90% of people just end up throwing them away before they even get out of the store, or they don't even take it. Like, I bought a Kit Kat. Do I need 12 inches worth of receipt? Can we just stop this? Well, this is becoming a theme on our show. The receipt aspect of things. Because John Morant talked about it, keeping receipts, right? Um, There have been other athletes that have talked about it, which, of course, led us to the conversation of whether or not you keep any actual paper receipts, which I personally do. But aren't there coupons on that, Pat? On those receipts? On the receipt? No, they they print them separately now. No. Well, I mean, at CVS, they're still on the receipt, though, right? I yeah, love CVS. I it's my favorite store. Oh, oh. <laughs> we're trying to work oh, on that sponsorship. Wow. Okay. wow. So, um, somebody no, got no. a hold of Pat yesterday, no, clearly. I'm, I'm, I'm with Pat on that one, but here's the problem with that. Like, if you go with the email receipt, then you're going to get inundated with 
email specials and all that kind of nonsense from that store. And that's why I don't necessarily want to give them my email for the receipt. Yeah. And so I'm left with the proposition of tracking the purchase on my own on my credit card statement and not getting a receipt at all from that place versus the paper receipt. So it, it seems kind of weird. I'm with you. The paper is overdone with the receipts, but I also don't want to give them my email. I also feel like most places you go to, they say, do you want a receipt when your transaction is done? So, pal, all you have to do is say, no, I'm good. Yeah, but a lot just do it automatically still. I, I say yes, actually, a lot of times. I don't of know why. Do. Of course but you I, do. But then I end up throwing it out two seconds later, so it makes no sense. I have a question. So, on the emails you get for a while, like that you don't want from the stores or businesses, whatever, I would go, th- I went through a bunch of them and hit the unsubscribe. Then I saw something where, like, those a lot of times are like the phishing emails where they're trying to get you to hit the unsubscribe to get your information. Are you supposed to do the unsubscribe or not supposed to do the unsubscribe? I have no idea. I try to move it to my junk mailbox yeah. in mm-hmm. hopes that my email registers it and I never have to see it again. Oh, that's a good way. So yeah, that's st- smart. Okay. I don't know. Somebody's got to help me. Out of Car Radio, EBCO Radio on that on Twitter to help me whether or not I'm supposed to do the unsubscribe because I get a lot of that crap. All right, Pat, what else? I feel like everyone's really sold themselves on Caleb Williams to the Bears. We just watched the QB fail, basically, in Chicago. Not because of him entirely, partially because of him, but I feel like everyone's just really sold themselves. I don't really have a better answer than just keep throwing darts at the dartboard and hopefully one of them hits the bullseye, but... I think there are bigger flaws in the organization and just throwing Caleb Williams in there and being like, yeah, it'll be fine now, seems crazy to me. Well, the question becomes, is Caleb Williams one of these guys that you would look at and say, doesn't matter what situation he's in, he's going to make it work? Like a lot of people look at Steph Curry and say, oh, he's in the perfect situation. And I think Steve Kerr, his head coach, has said he is the perfect situation. He could have gone to any team in the league and he would have made that the perfect situation. Mahomes probably the the same thing-ish. CC, you would know it better than we would. Is Caleb Williams that kind of guy that it doesn't matter where he goes, he's just going to make it work? I think he is. Uh, I mean, we saw it with Joe Burrow with the Cincinnati Bengals. We saw it with Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now the Jags helped Trevor Lawrence out by getting rid of a disaster of a head coach in Urban Meyer. But we saw when he got a competent NFL coach, team goes to the playoffs, wins a playoff game. I think that you could have the same situation with Caleb Williams, and I'm starting to believe that Matt Eberflus is a confident head coach with what they've done in the second half of this year, and that being his second season. So I'm not saying that Caleb Williams is going to solve every problem, but a part of why you take a quarterback number one overall is so he can mask some of the deficiencies that you have as a team and as an organization. Yeah, and I think we have recent examples of players and teams being able to overcome the laundry, so to speak. Look at the Lions. Look at the Browns. Yes, Chicago has been a wasteland of quarterbacks for quite some time, but I think if you get the right pieces in place, it could click. Now, I don't know if Caleb Williams is going to be that guy. I don't know if they hang on to Matt Eberflus, if he's going to be that guy, if they'll have cohesion, but I would certainly like to take my chances with Caleb Williams. That's an interesting spin, Smalls, because a lot of the teams that we have looked at and said forever, they're just going to find a way to screw this up, are not screwing this up, like the Lions and the Browns. Yeah. Seemingly the only team that continues to be the team that screws it up are the Jets. And, and the no, Char- seriously. And like, the Chargers, kind of. But the Chargers, you've said meh. That's a different oh, than screwing up. Yeah, Meh's kind of in mess. the middle. It's not a hot mess. It's just kind of flying under the radar, underachieving. I mean, am I wrong? CC, like, the Jets are a complete circus still, and the Lions and Browns feel unbelievably competent. Are they the last man standing? Does the Chiefs stand alone with the Jets? 
I, it feels like it, right? Yeah, I think it's just the Jets and everybody else. Yeah. Commanders feel a little bit clunky, but they don't have the same level of clunkiness. Well, as the Commanders were ownership. in the playoffs in 2020. Yeah. But the you, last time the Jets were in the playoffs was 2010. Right, and you feel better about them, too, because you've exercised the Dan Snyder demons. You have new ownership. You know that they're going to yeah. put their fingerprints on it. So I still feel like in Washington, they feel like things are turning around. But the Jets felt like they had the ultimate <laughs> deodorant in Rodgers, yeah. and it's actually made them smellier. Right? I mean, like, the Browns... Yeah, they, have, yeah, they stink. Right. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. Browns and Lions have kind of figured out competency. Yeah. They've got all of the baggage from Aaron Rodgers and none of the benefit. So, yeah, they may be the last man standing small. <laughs> and, and you know what, Cece? Unlike Deion Sanders, that baggage is not Louie. They didn't no, bring Louie Vuitton no, luggage. No, it's not. It's not Louie. <laughs> Next one, not. Pat. I mean, if Louie wants to become a sponsor, there's <laughs> plenty of space on the wall right here. Would uh, you? Would you wear Louie? Do you like? Would you know? Like you would be a Louis Vuitton guy, I, Pat. I sure would. <laughs> what, I could see it with an LVMH a Louis hat. No oh doubt. yeah, <laughs> Pat. What's your uh, your brand of choice? If you're going to have a luxury designer label, what's your brand <laughs> okay. of choice? None of those words have ever been used to describe me, so I have no idea. Whichever one wants to sponsor. Okay, great. I got all Viore today. If they want to sponsor me, I'm just saying. Go ahead. Uh, everyone's freaking out that a little bit of snow, a little bit of snow is about to hit the Northeast, and I'm super pumped for it. I love the snow. I've always loved the snow. I love the cold. I can't understand people who want to be like Fluno and live in 70 degrees in it being sunny all year round, or in January especially. How can you live somewhere hot all the time? It sounds miserable. It sounds sweaty. I can't do it. Okay, you are you are an interesting man. I will say that. I I lived in Florida for a long period of time. You get used to it, first of all. CC has lived in warm weather climates. Smalls has never lived in a warm weather never, climate, never. right? But I want to live by the beach one day. Yeah, you've Illinois, Missouri, and New York. Uh, and Connecticut. And Connecticut. And Italy for seven months. So Italy was probably warm. Like, but here's the thing. It was cold. Oh, okay. I'll I was in northern Italy. I, here's the thing that we it's mind-boggling to me with Pat. I came in this morning, and I'm saying to CC, oh, my God, you don't want to come back. It's too cold. And Pat is celebrating how cold it is. I have never seen a human being get excited for the cold the way that Pat Costello does. It's very odd. It's great. You get to bundle up. It's an awesome time. I'm kind of with Pat on this one, though. What? I live in New York City. It's been over 600 days since we had significant snowfall totals. I'm kind of ready to see some snow. Like, I, I, I mean, winter... Is a time that's resigned for snow. I like all seasons. So uh, it's winter time. It's January. Yeah. Let's see some snow. No, the <laughs> only time snow is acceptable is Christmas for a white Christmas, and if you're going skiing. And you say that, Cece, but a Monday morning when we're trudging in here through the snow and it's brown and it's mushy and slushy and it's freezing and, and your the wind, socks are wet. The wind is hitting us coming off the river. It's going to be miserable. Get some boots. Okay, but like. There's a difference between what CeCe's saying is a one-off snow. Like, oh, that would be nice to see, or what you're saying about Christmas. Pat wants it freezing all year round. No, year I just round. said I don't, I don't understand people liking it one temperature all year round. I like different temperatures. I just like the cold the most because it's the best one. You can always layer up. When it's hot, you can never take enough clothes off. We are on Sports Mike. <laughs> Pat is sponsored by Louis Vuitton all of a sudden <laughs> here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.